Amen. Reach over and knuckle bump somebody and tell them I'm changing already. Amen. I want to I, I jump right into this thing because, uh, man, I'm telling you, I think, I think I got a word for you that, that has the ability to really help and, and, and reposition your life, and, uh, but, but I, I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. Last night, I was, I was a little bit longer than I like to be, and so this morning, we're going to roll, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, get ready to roll. Okay, you know, I'm telling you, you want to buckle up, Beatrice, because we're going to go for this thing. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. It says, once you lived in dark, but now, but now, everybody say, but now. Oh, come on, say, but now. I know, it's, it's hard to say, but in church, but just say it again, you know, but now. Okay, every time I, every time I think, but now, but, I think of Todd. Have, how many of you guys have seen Todd in the, in, on the TV lately? Yeah, come on, give it up for Todd. Amen. What do they say about your tush on TV? It's all over the it's all over the place. Like twenty five times a day, I'm seeing Todd, and they're talking about his glutamus maximus. And then and then uh, was it just yesterday, Dave? I think it was just yesterday. Dave with Holler. Hey, no, no, it's the day before Friday night. Friday night. And, and uh, Dave, Dave's with us, and he was in the in the house, and and, and he was hollering at me. Hey, come in here, come in. And I went in. There's Todd on the news, and they're talking about steel. I'm thinking, dude, this guy is a TV personality. You know, and, and the natural step, it's set up, it, it's set up, it only makes sense. The natural step is for Todd to make a video, call it Buns of Steel. Huh? Come on, give it up for Todd. He, he, dude, we're just so proud. Okay, once you lived in the dark, but something changed. Your life ought not look like it looked before Christ. You know, really, you know, when you don't respond, that just triggers in me the reality that we need to hang here a little bit so that you get it. See, you, once you lived in the dark, but now uh, the Lord has filled you. What, what are you full of? You know, uh, you got to get this light thing, man. Man, your life ain't like it used to be. Quit acting like it. Quit thinking like it. You've been in church, your, you know, for years and years. Same mindset you had before Christ. No, you got to renew that mind. Once you lived in dark, but now the Lord has filled you with light. Live as children who have light. And He's saying, man, it's going to be a different. It's a different life. Look at verse nine. Light produces everything that's good. How many could use some good? Come on, let's go get let's go get some good. Let me tell you something about the Bible. You know, good is gooder than you're thinking. Okay, light produces everything good, and it has God's approval. It it has God's approval, man. If you can get God's approval on your life, it's gonna get gooder. Okay, so don't live separated from it, live connected to it, and, and, and it shows us everything that's true. Look at verse 10, and he said in verse 10, determine which things, please Lord, see a lot of you guys, have, you've left too much, too much responsibility, you leave it up to God. Well, if God wants this, he'll make it happen. No, he's empowered you, and you have to determine which things please the Lord. I mean, it's a simple question, isn't it? Would this please God or would it not? If it wouldn't, don't do it. 
if it would, do it with all I might. But you make a determination which things are going to please God. Man, I want my life to please God. That's all I want. That's all I want. It, it, I don't always do it right. But let me tell you something. If you can keep your heart right, you can actually do the wrong things and still win. Because I'm telling you, if you can just keep your heart right, man, I just live to cheerfully please God. And sometimes I make mistakes, and sometimes I do things wrong. Sometimes I say the wrong thing, if you can believe that. I know it's shocking. But, man, he'll just lovingly nudge you back on track. But if your heart's wrong, you can be determined to do everything that's right, but if your heart's wrong, you'll still lose. Determine what pleases the Lord. Verse 11, it says, don't have anything to do. With the useless works that darkness produces. Don't have anything to do with that. Man, that'll be a life change for us, won't it? You know, it, 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 should, it shouldn't be this way, but let's be real for just a minute. Uh, a lot of us are too engaged, man, with, with, with the world. You're trying to fit in too, too well. Come on, you, you, the, the, the mix, the duplicity of your life, it's like, don't live out of a chest of drawers, you know, where you got your top drawer, and that's your home life, and then the next drawer, and the, you know, that's your work life, and then the next drawer, and that's your sports life, and, and then down here, you got your church life, and down at the bottom, you know, God only knows what you got, and, and, and what happens is that someday you go to church, and somebody from work shows up, and they don't recognize you, because you're so radically different here than you are there. Now I know I'm talking to the right people. If you ever wanted to know what guilt looks like, come up here and look this way, okay? <laughs> it's like, crap. Okay, uh, expose them. That's what I'm doing right now. Expose them. Look at verse 12. Got to keep rolling. It's shameful to even talk about what some of you have done in secret. I'll just move on. Okay, 13. Uh, uh, light exposes the true character of everything. Man, don't be afraid of the light. Don't be intimidated by bringing the light in and shining it around in your life. You want your life to please God. And he's not going to bring you under condemnation. He's going to bring you into freedom. Man, I'm telling you, God's going to lead you into freedom. So don't be afraid to just, man, just bring the light on. In verse 14, he, he said, the light makes everything easy to see. That's why it says, wake up, sleeper. Look over at your neighbor and help me out just for a minute. Say, wake up. Thank you. Rise from the dead. Christ is going to shine in you. 15 is where I want to get. So then be very careful how you live. Now, now listen to me. If you're not very careful, you'll end up living wrong. See, if you don't engage, if you, if you don't embrace this thing, if you don't take your role and, and, and accept your responsibility, I, I know you prayed the prayer. I know you probably got a bumper sticker too. But you got to go a little bit beyond that, and you got to begin to engage in the life that God's called you to. And you got to be very careful how you live. I mean, a question that we have for you today is, how are you living? How are you living? He said, don't live like foolish people, but live like the wise. Don't live like foolish people. And, and listen to what he didn't say. He said, don't, don't, he, he, he did not say, don't live like lost people. He didn't say, don't live like worldly people. He didn't say, don't live like a nasty sinner. Why? Because he's not talking about the lost. He's, he's not talking about the separate. He's not talking about sinner. He's talking to the believers. So you can be a believer and live like a fool. 
Well, don't live that way. Don't live that way. You know, uh, uh, one of the things I do, you know, when I'm getting ready for it and God's leading me and I, I, I put things, little things together and I go around and I hook up with different guys and I ask them questions and, and just to see, you know, it just helps me prepare. And, and, and I got with several guys this week and just asked a question because of things that I knew that they had just recently done, uh, you know, decisions they had recently made, things that were going on in their life. And, 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 I, and, and I would just ask them this question, hey, uh, let's take this one decision that you made, this one thing that you just did this week. Yeah, okay, you know that thing? Yeah. Okay, now, if, if we were going to evaluate it, and we we're going to put it in one of two columns, and there's only, there's only you know, there's, there's just one of two. There's no, like, in between. But it was either foolish or it was wise. Okay, this thing that you just did, and they said, mm-hmm, would you now look at that, would you say that was foolish or that was wise. And it's really, you, you should be a part of the convo when you're asking the question after the fact. Because what we want to do is, well, justify. Well, no, no, there's no, we don't have to justify anything. We're just evaluating. This thing that I just did, was that wisdom? That action that I, that I, that action that I you know, I'm still wiping the sweat off. Was that, was that smart or was that foolish? You know, you know what would really help us? is if we started asking that question before. Hey, let, let, let me talk to the, to the young people for a minute. You know, hey, and by young people, that it, who I'm talking to, there's a lot of people in that group, okay? <laughs> a lot of people. Hey, if, if you're like 40 or under, check this out. Ask the question before you do the thing. And create that habit. And, at the, and 20 years from now, you'll be amazed at how great life is. You know, if we could just live like the wise and not like the foolish. Well, well what, what does that mean? Well, Jesus, Jesus differentiated the, the wise and the foolish for us. He said anyone in Matthew 7, anyone, anyone who hears these sayings of mine and does them, he's wise. Anyone who hears these sayings of mine and doesn't do them, he's a fool. So, you know, so when he says live like the wise, so live like somebody who's heard from God and is doing what he said, right? Live like the wise. Don't, don't live like the fool who has heard from God but didn't really pay attention, who didn't really apply it, who, who, and, and he's not doing it in his life. So to walk in wisdom, listen to me. If you don't, I hope you get a lot of stuff today, but I want you to get this. In order to walk in wisdom, you need to spend time listening to God. See, you need to, I, I wonder if God was speaking to you. If you recognize it, you know, because one of the things that kind of scares me a little bit is, is people who have been in church forever are still wondering, well, how do I know if that's God? You know, uh, there might have been a moment um, just, well, not that many months ago, you know, 12 months ago, you might have received a message from Becca and wondered, was that really Becca? But do you think that would happen right now? Do you think that you'd hear a message and not know that, that was Becca? 
Because you've been married how long now? A month. A month. 30 days. <laughs> Hello, somebody. He not, that was Becca. What'd she say? Pick up those socks. And he knows. Okay? Whatever the instruction, he, he knows. See, some of us haven't spent any intimate time with God, so he's speaking, and we're still asking. I mean, you're still wondering. Let me tell you something. When God's speaking to my life, and I am not a perfect person. Don't, don't snicker there. Okay. You're supposed to, like, act shocked or something. Okay, help me out. But uh, when, when God's speaking, ain't no doubt in my mind that's God. Ain't no doubt. When he says, hey, stop, stop living in darkness, walk in the light, I already know what he's talking about. And then when he starts asking specifics, you know, a few years ago, you know, getting ready, getting ready for a new year. It's been a few years, and, and, and God began to speak to me about what he wanted me to, uh, to, you know, to do to enter into the new year. And, and you know, it's just a little thing. He, he just said, hey, uh, uh, right now I just want you to cut off uh, R-rated movies. Don't go to any more R-rated movies. And, I'm, you know, and we, we had a little convo about it because PG-13 movies suck. You know, I like seeing stuff blow up. I mean blow up. I like, you know, warfare and blood and guts. And I'm thinking, we're never going to another movie. And he's like, I, I want this. And I'm like, is that, well, is that sinful or something? Well, 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 see, Hebrews 12 says, since you're surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses who have already gone before you and borne testimony to the truth, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us and run with endurance the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I can keep going, but the point I want to make is that he said, lay aside every weight and the sin. Not every weight in your life is a sin. See, some, some it's, not, it's not, it's not, and I, and I even said, do you want me to go to the congregation and tell them, no R-rated movies, saith the Lord? And he said, no, I'm not talking to them, I'm talking to you. I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> Why? Well, because where I want to take you. And see, if you're going to walk in wisdom, you're going to hear and you're going to do. If you're going to live like the wise, you're going to hear God. And then you're going to do what he said. But see, a lot of us, we struggle here because we'll hear, you know, like from our mother-in-law or something. And, you know, well, look at Ephesians 5.15 in the ESV. Look carefully how you walk. Look carefully how you walk. Look carefully. See, you have to be careful that you're not letting somebody else fill in the gap for God. Or you'll end up walking it out wrong. See, everybody, everybody wants to tell you about your walk. Wouldn't it be cool if we could just trade problems? Huh? Because you know, you, you, you know people really well, and you've looked at them, and you've known that if they would just do what you think, the problem that they've had for seven years, you know that issue that they've been dealing with, if they would just do what, what you would tell them, it would fix it. But you've had a problem for 20 years and haven't been able to figure that one out. If only we could just trade, because we could solve each other's problems. The only problems we have trouble with are our own. 
And so we have a propensity to want to share with everybody our wisdom on how they can fix their stuff. If you're not careful, you'll, you won't hear God, you'll hear people. You know, my Bible doesn't say live to cheerfully please people. It says live to cheerfully please God. Determine what he wants. If you're not careful, you'll end up, you'll, you'll end up missing it. You have to have the ability. That's why you got to get in the Word, man. You got to get in the Word so that it'll help you begin to begin to uh, recognize His voice as He's speaking to you. See, you, how are you walking? Who who is making the choices? Uh, who is giving the directions? Uh, uh, what has the greatest influence over your life? Let me ask you this: What has the greatest influence over your life? Your situation. Or your revelation. See, because if you have revelation, revelation comes from hearing God. But the situation, see, a lot of times what we do is we, we, we try to bring our revelation into the situation and apply the situation to our revelation, and it ends up changing our, our belief. Because, you know, we, we, we've heard from God, but look at, look at how things look, and look at what's in front of me. But the Bible says we don't walk by sight, we walk by Faith, and faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the, man, you guys know the Bible, and, and, and that's going to bring revelation. Jesus said, when, when, remember when Peter had heard from God, he said, hey, dude, that's the rock, that's, that's how I'm building my church, is through revelation knowledge. John 10, 8, 31, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciple. See, a lot of us call ourselves followers, but we're not disciples because we don't continue in his word. If you're not in the word, you're not a disciple. You're a church attender. And that's nice. I guess it's a great place to start. But if you've been there for 20 years, come on. That's, what, that's why you just well, is it God or is it not? That's why, that's why that happens because you haven't continued in his word. Revelation's going to come from hearing God. See, what you have to do is walk in the revelation regardless of the situation. And, and, and the revelation, man, I'm telling you, you know, we all love to quote Romans 8, 28. We know this, that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. So it does, we love to quote it, but the problem is, is that when he said all things, what he meant was all things, even the hard things, even the ugly things, even the heavy things. Even the smelly things, even the things you don't like, all of those things work together for good, but you have to be being led by his word. So you got to be living wise, not living like a fool. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be a fool. So you got to continue in the word. And the next verse says, in verse 32, it says, and you will know the truth. How are you going to know the truth? Because you've continued in the word. You continued in the Word, and, and, and you're going to know something that you didn't know before. Check it out. Man, God can teach you things that has the power to release you from things that hold you. God can teach you things that has the power to set you free from things that bind you. Well, why doesn't he free me? Because you'd step right back into the bondage. He probably has done that 14 times because you've come in a prayer line. Come on, you know people, and some of us have done it ourselves. We, we got in a prayer line. We got under the anointing. We even fell down, hit the floor, had goosebumps and everything, and jumped up, and we were free all the way back to the car. Why? Well, because 
Freedom comes from the knowledge of truth. See, you, you've been in church 21 years, same mindset. Got a new job, same mindset. Got a new spouse, same mindset. Ain't going to work out. You got to renew that mind with the truth. And the truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. I, I, don't have, I wish I had a bunch of time. But, but let me just tell you this. There's a difference between create and make. Okay, to create means to form from nothing. To make means to form from that which has already been created. See, all things working together for good because God can take things that are already there and he can, he can infuse them and he can, he can manipulate and control them and he can make something that didn't previously exist out of the things that do exist. So he can take a mess and turn it into a miracle, right? Oh, come on, somebody. He can take what the enemy intended for evil, put his hand in it and turns it for good. But you, but, but you, you, you got to be walking in the truth so that he can touch all things. And, and you, you got you to let, let him do this. You got to let him operate in your life. You, you got to get in there. And you, got, you, can't, you can't let the situation have more authority than the revelation. You got to walk in the revelation. And Well, are you saying we should pretend that we don't have these issues? No, not at all. I'm telling you, you look at that situation, you go, good Lord, this is going to get great. Um, but I refuse, I refuse to forget what God has to say. I'm going to walk in the revelation, and I'm going to watch God work in the situation. I'm not going to walk in the situation and try to somehow twist the revelation. Well, you know, I guess that's not really what that means there because, we, you know, because we've had these things. No, 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 no. You got to look at your situation, but you got to remember your revelation. You got to bring to the forefront, remember. You got to you know, stuff will hammer you and, and the revelation chunks will fall off. And then you remember, you go back and pick up the pieces of it and you bring it back and put it back together and put it back in the forefront. And nope, this is what God says. No word from God will ever fail. God's word will not return to him void without accomplishing the very purpose for which he sent it forth to accomplish. God, your word is life to those that find it health and healing to all their flesh. So I know what the doctor says, and I know that that thing's there. I see it on the x-ray. But I have a revelation. I will not die but live and declare the goodness of my king. You sent your word, and you healed it. And if you'll walk in the revelation, I'm telling you, God will begin to operate in the situation. But if you walk in the situation, you ain't got nothing to work with. So you, you, you got to look at things, but you apply your revelation to those things. Who has the greater influence? How are you living? If you're not careful, the situation will start making decisions for you. If you're not careful, if you're not careful, see, the situation will, will, will produce another force. And that force will take the role of decision maker in your life. You know, fear. Fear is like insanely powerful. You do realize that all fear is learned. There's only two, you know, a child's only born with two fears. You know, and the rest of them, you know, we, it's learned behavior. But where do we learn it? Walking through situational influence. And fear comes along. You, you know, uh, and just relax, offering's already over. But, uh, you know, people who are way smarter than I am have done the research and done the, you know, and, and by the way, if you're way smarter than me, you are off the charts, okay? But anyways, uh, 
I uh, made myself feel good. But anyways, they say that there's only two reasons why a person, why a believer, who a born-again, spirit-filled, Bible-thumping believer would not tithe. That's either fear or greed. How many of you, your problem with giving, let's just be real for a minute, we're a family. How many of you, your problem's greed? I got three honest people, four. And the rest of you are saying you're just fearful. And I know what some of you guys are saying, I tithe. You gave 3% one time. You know, tithe does not mean to give what you want for a little season of time. It's it's one-tenth all your increase, you ain't never missing. You know, Shelby and I, you know, and I, I, this is not the thing I want to preach, but Shelby and I, when we got married, we made some decisions, and, and uh, you know, and this is how we're going to live our life, and this is how we're going to run our family. And I'm going to tell you something. Fear was not what prevented me from being wholehearted about giving my stuff. I like stuff. I like lots of stuff. The more stuff, the better. Matter of fact, if you think stuff is bad for you, sweet, I'll come get your stuff. I want to help you out. You want to be thanking Jesus that I'm not God, because when you come to the altar singing, I surrender all, I'd have beat you to your place, and I'd got all your stuff. My issue isn't fear. I'll just be transparent. My issue is, you know, the thing that I have to, I have to, you know, I hardly ever get up in the morning, look in the mirror, and go, dear God, you're greedy today. But I see it in me. I know that's something I have to deal with. I have to keep that thing under. But if, if greed isn't your issue, then it's fear. Fear's making your choices for you. You walk into a situation, and here's what the doctor says. Fear starts making the choices for you. Some of you guys who swear that you can't remember Scripture, 13 minutes after finding out what the doctor said, you know everything about that canine oopsiosis thing that's going on in your life. And you've, you've studied the internet, and you know all of the side effects, and you know the drugs, and you can't even pronounce the drugs. They're like the streets in Hawaii. Ain't nobody. Man, when we were in Hawaii and they give you directions, forget it, because if they mention more than two streets, there ain't no way to remember that. And, 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 but you know everything about your symptoms and everything about the drugs and everything about the side effects and everything about the prognosis. Well, if you would put that much effort into the Word of God, you'd be a stinking spiritual giant. Isn't it funny, that kind of half-hearted clap there? Come on, if we're going to clap, let's clap. You know I'm talking to you today. Situation making decisions. Start the car. That's living like the foolish. I've done it, but I don't want to repeat it. Well, you, you don't know what I'm facing. Okay, let's go to the Bible. Nehemiah 4, 14. A lot of us can quote this one. A lot of us. And he said, after I looked things over. He didn't say after I pretended nothing was wrong. No, I looked things over. I got real. Some of y'all need to get real with your finances. You know why you don't know what's happening in your finances? Fear. Some of you need to get real in your relationships. Well, why why they leave you? I don't have a clue. 
After I looked things over, I stood up. Let me tell you where we are today. We're at a place where God is asking you, you ready to take a stand? You ready to change your posture? Man, we, I, I could go to a bunch of different scriptures. Uh, arise and shine, for thy light has come. The Amplified Bible says, arise from the state of depression in which circumstances has kept you. Rise to a new life. Put that scripture back up, please. Rise. I stood up. Look at somebody and tell them, time to stand up. Oh, come on, look the other way and tell them with some, with, with some passion, time to stand up. Come on, for some of us, it's time to take a stand. It's time to get a backbone. It's time, it's time to get some passion. Hello, somebody. He said, after I look things over, I, man, it was obvious. We're going to need to have to take a stand. And he said, and I made a statement to the nobles, the officials, the rest of the people. I, I addressed every rank of voice in my life. And you need to take a stand and make a declaration to anything that has a voice in your life. You need to make this statement. But you got to, don't be afraid. Come on, don't be afraid. I want you to say that with me. Don't be afraid. Now say it loud. Don't be afraid. One more time. Three hundred and sixty-five times in your Bible it says, "Fear thou not," or "Be not dismayed," or, or "Let not your heart be troubled." It deals with one for every day of the year. Okay, well, this is an important issue. Don't you be led by fear. You look things over, and it might be scary, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of them. Of who's them? The thing that you're looking over. I've looked things over, but I'm not going to let fear begin to dictate the direction or the trajectory of my life. I've looked things over. Don't be afraid. But remember the Lord. Put God back in the forefront of your life. The Lord, Adonai, the decision maker. Come on, get him back up in. He is the word. Get, remember the word. Don't you forget the word because you walked into a situation that looks tough. Man, and and I, I, I just want to share with you, 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 you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get to the place that God's called you to, the, the thing that God's called you to was actually designed to keep you out. It was designed to keep you out, but God is determined to get you in. Okay, and he's he's calling you in to take cities that are fenced, and he's calling you in to take land that, that there's giants. But he's man, he's determined to get you there. But you're gonna have to remember the word. You you got you got to be led by the word. Revelation, not situation. And you got to you got to say I I'm gonna remember God. He, he is great and he is awesome. Come on, somebody. He is great and he is awesome. I said he is great and he is awesome. Man, the God I serve, it's a great God. It's an awesome God. He ain't no weak God. He ain't no timid God. He ain't no scared God. He ain't no hiding God. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. You, you, well, good God, what's wrong with you? No, I'm, I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? We serve an awesome God. Yeah, but <laughs> the bills keep running. He's bigger than that. Man, remember God, I was looking the situation over, and I just want to remind you, don't be afraid. Don't you be afraid. But remember the Lord. He's great and awesome. And fight. And fight. And fight. And fight. And fight. Here's what's wrong with a lot of us. We don't like to fight. <laughs> 
I just want to be nice. I just, I, you know, I, I just want to be nice. I just want to get along with everybody. What fellowship have light with darkness? I know you're just loving everybody, but some of that loving everybody's killing you. You need to grow. You need to grow. I'll go over here. You need to grow. You see what you're supposed to do? You need to grow. Luke 2.52. I'm almost out. I'm going to hurry. Luke 2.52. And Jesus, you got it. Put her up there. And Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, favor with God meant. And Jesus grew. Wisdom, the ability to obtain intelligence. Stature, it's not physical strength. It is maturity. See, you can have the ability to obtain great wisdom, and, and you can educate yourself, but not have the maturity to walk in it. That's what's, that's what's wrong with a lot of us, is that we got, we got born again, we got in the family of God, we started learning stuff, but we ain't, we ain't started applying that stuff yet. And he grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor. He had favor from God. He had favor from man. That's the word cherish. It's grace. Grace is not a blanket you're hiding your stupid stuff under. Grace is an empowering agent that enables you to do what you couldn't do before. And he received power from God, and he received power from men. Men opened doors for him that he couldn't get through without, without favor. But he had to grow. He had to grow. If Jesus had to grow in wisdom, if Jesus had to grow in stature, if Jesus had to grow in favor, you think maybe you do too? Here's a question. Do you want to grow? Do you want to grow? Somebody shout, I want to grow. Cool. The word grow means to be beaten forward. Like a, like, like a blacksmith takes metal, steel, sticks it into a fire, and when it gets hot enough, he takes a hammer and beats it. Just lengthen it and strengthen it. I no longer want to grow. I don't want to be beaten forward. Uh, lead me. Caress me. Beat me? God, if you really loved me, why is this situation even here? To beat you forward. In order to reshape the metal, to remake the, 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 the literal makeup of that piece, of that hunk of nothing, it, but to turn it into something amazing, it has to go in the fire. And it has to receive blows from the hammer. And it has to be stretched. And it has to be strengthened. And it in order for God to make you into what he's making you, you need to embrace the fire. You need to bring it on and hurry up. <laughs> You know, beat me, but do it quickly. You know, stretch me gently. Help me, Jesus. See, if, if, if you have a desire, if, if, you, if you have a desire, you can receive some amazing things, but you have to have a desire. You have to, 
By the word, that word is prokoptu. You have to have the desire to let God grow you. Um, there's a scripture I want to give you real quick as I begin to close, and I love to close. Sometimes I do it like nine times. Um, and I, and I, I want to hurry, but I want to I find this scripture because uh, uh, it says that, whatso- therefore I say, Mark eleven twenty four. therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Do you want to grow? Well, see, here's the deal. If there's no desire, now just let that hang there for a minute. The things you desire, when you pray, can I submit to you that a wise person hears his sayings and does them? A foolish person hears his sayings and does them not. So if you have desire, what will you do? Pray. If you ain't got no prayer life, you ain't got no desire. Oh, this is educational for y'all. Some of you guys swear to God that you're filled with passion, but you don't have a prayer life. Jesus also said, be very, very careful because the, the eye is the light of the body. And, and, you know, if the eye is healthy, the whole body will be healthy. But if... But if the eye is sick, well, the whole body's going to be kind of sick. And, and, and be very careful because as you, in, as you bring this light in, make certain that what you're calling as the light or revelation isn't actually darkness. Because you swear that you have passion, you have desire, when you don't. So let me tell you how to know if you really do. See, because if, you, if, if there's desire, there will be prayer. If there's prayer, there will be receiving. Well, maybe that's why there ain't been no receiving in so many believers' lives. I'm going to bring my own hankies to church and wave them myself. How come, God, I ain't on the receiving end of your blessing? How come, sir, you ain't on your knees? How come when you pray, it's actually a complaint, and you call it prayer? Do you want to grow? Oh, yes, I want to grow. Then you're going to have to pray, because if you have desire, then it's going to be prayer. And when you have prayer, then it's going to come receiving. Here's where a lot of us could begin our growth. God, I really do. I want to grow. I've looked things over. I got some messes. Man, I got some issues. There's some stuff going on in my life, but God, I'm going to walk in revelation and let you deal with the situation. I will not be afraid. I'm going to remember your word. I'm going to remember your word. And I'm going to get in a fight. So, Lord, put me in the fire and beat me forward. And let's see what we can get done for the kingdom of God. I'm not afraid to look it over, Lord. But I'll walk in the revelation. I'll walk, I'll walk in the revelation. I'll get in the fight.
I'll get in the fight. You know what's funny is if, if we had a prayer line and, and, and we're going to anoint people and we're going to break the, the chains of bondage, of, of, of financial bondage, and, and the altars would fill up and we'd be praying for people. But we do have a sign-up sheet for Financial Peace University where you could be educated and break the bondage. See, you could know the truth and the truth could make you free. I want to encourage you today. Walk all the way across the hall, and if, you, if you're going under financially, if you have challenges financially, if you need to get stronger financially, sign up. Hey, men, women, fight club launches. What if, what if, what if you signed up for fight club and it would help grow you in wisdom, in stature, and in favor? Well, it can, and it will. Hey, what if, what if you participated in Fight Club, and, and, and instead of dividing the house, it united it? Well, it can, and it will. What if you got in a grow group, and it wasn't a collision, but it was a connection that didn't carry you? You know, it's 11 weeks, right? 11 weeks. You can do anything 11 weeks. You can put up with anybody 11 weeks. But what if you ended up connecting with a lifelong relationship? What if God had already opened the door for your success, but you're just not walking through it? Don't be afraid. Well, they're going to make me tithe. Yeah, you can tithe for 11 weeks. They're going to make me serve. You can handle it. I might be in a room with people I don't like. Have you ever thought about them? <laughs> you know, I really think the key to our breakthrough is too easy. Fight. Get in the fire. Get in the fire. Let him, let him stretch you. Let him grow you. Let him develop you. Let him make you stronger. Why? Because the thing that he's called you to was designed to keep you out, but he's determined to get you in. But don't live like a fool. Live like the wise. Live like the wise. People who are hearing God and obeying God. Amen? Come on, let's give Jesus one more big hand this morning. Thank you, God. I, 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 want, you, I want you to close your book and bow your head, and we're going to pray a prayer together. And some, some of you in the room, you know what? This prayer, we're all going to pray it together, and I won't make you stand up or call you out today. But if you're in this room, you know what, and it's time to make the decision, I'm going to live like the wise. I'm going to start building my house on the rock, man. I'm going to connect to Jesus. You know, hey, uh, I need to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. So I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's you today, again, while nobody's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. If that's you today, I just want you to hold your hand up real high just so I can agree with you. Just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's awesome. You can put those down. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Say, yeah, today's my day. It's time for me to, I, I need to start walking in wisdom. And, and obviously, there's the first step, and that's towards Jesus. I'm ready today. I'm, I'm going to make this. Anybody else? While nobody's looking, just hold your hand up real high. I just want to agree with you. I want everybody in this place to say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. 
Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give Jesus one more big hand. TJ, come.